0: Hello there. We want to welcome you today. I'm here, Van Brooks, with Antonio across the table. Hey, everyone. um, We're just here to talk about um, Ephesians. We're in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, a great chapter. And so we're going to dive right in off the high dive. We're just going to read this scripture and uh, then we are going to talk about it. This is kind of a hot topic, so uh, oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> so it, it might be, get a little steamy as we listen to this. So let's jump in. Ephesians 5, verse 1. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not Be even a hint of sexual immorality, or of any kind of impurity, or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather giving thanks. For this you can be sure no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has a inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes upon those who are disobedient.
1: Mm, that's good. I'm going to keep trucking right along there. Verse 7, Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time, "'You were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. "'Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light "'is found in all that is good and right and true. "'And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. "'Take no part in the unfruitful work of darkness, "'but instead expose them, for it is shameful "'even to speak of the things that they do in secret. "'But when anything is exposed by the light, "'it becomes visible, for anything that becomes visible "'is light.' Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you.
0: Verse 15, it says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that's kind of packed, a <laughs> lot of stuff in there. Sometimes yes. as a church, we shy away from this. Uh, sometimes, you know, we blush as we teach it. But I think these are some issues that might pertain to where we're at today.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, more more than we would wish to admit, honestly. So you're looking
0: at, this morning, you got both ends of the perspective. I, I'm here, I celebrated, I think this week, what Lori calls my Medicare birthday. I'm officially 65. (laughs) And so I'm at one, maybe what people would say one extreme, but we have Antonio here, which is you're single and you are 20, 23. 23. So we're, so this isn't just, we don't want to look at this from one side or another, but we do want to approach this. Um, I don't know if, you know, we are talking about being in Christ, but this is something that Pull us out of Christ can can affect our walk, affect our ministry, affect our future. affect uh, uh, It has a lot of collateral damage, as we'll probably see before this this morning's out um, or this time's out. We're we're morning here. I have no idea what time you're, you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah. you're listening to it. <laughs> but Antonio, I'll let you just kind of speak up. What are you seeing as we look into this?
1: Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, Ephesians 5, 1 through 20, there's so much packed into these verses, obviously, but I think there's one main theme, you know, that Paul's really um, honing in on here. We, you know, over the last couple of weeks, as we've been studying Ephesians as a church, you know, through our Sunday morning services, um, we've been able to really dissect it a little bit, and um, even now, you know, remembering we're in chapter 5 now, and um, it's been really practical advice from Paul at this point. you know he's he's kind of started the book with those first three chapters of of kind of establishing, you know where our faith lies, what our foundation is, and then he moves on to, therefore, how should we walk, you know, and that's the that's the heading of this uh, of this chapters, you know, walking in love. and as as uh, Paul dives into this, I think it's so interesting that his main, you know, thesis statement, I guess you could say is basically, um, be careful, be aware that sexual immorality, sexual sins will pull you away from walking in love, you know? And I think that that's a, a concept that you, you hear the word love and you know, sex is not too far away from that. They're, they're really, really closely joined. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, sex is a good gift from God. And yet when we twist it outside of his intended purposes, it can lead to some really destructive things that Mm -hmm. are quite the opposite of love. And so I think he's just calling a few of these things out, you know, starting off with filthiness, foolish talk, crude joking, you know, um, and even just how we have kind of normalized, you know, sexual connotations or, um, or jokes in, in society today. Um, And you know, what's, what's hitting me most, I think, is that just, you know because my role as a as a youth um youth leader over there in Shelbyville i and just even as myself not too far away from that junior high high school time it is really impactful how young the this topic is actually pervading our culture and our kids i i would say that it is something that um you know it it continually surprises me but i think we would be naive to think that you know, as young as third grade, fourth grade, it's already a topic that they're starting to hear about and, and to be exposed to. And that is something that I think we need to be aware of, and that we need to be on guard against, you know?
0: Yeah, I was talking just a few minutes before we started here about, you know, I was raised, my dad was a preacher, you know? And so I lived what a lot of people say is a very sheltered life, which was probably a very protected, protected life. And, and and i remember you know going off to college and you know i would hear you know they were probably pickup lines you know in college <laughs> but i didn't recognize them because i wasn't around them and thank god i, I, I grew up with that incident and it, it could have really messed up my college years but right. um yeah there's um so what so you're seeing as young as third grade kids mm, yeah know, i mean to this? and it
1: used i mean man it used to be that that was just because of i mean i went to public school you know so just yeah. like the nature of being around other kids who you don't know their home background and and their um what they've been exposed to at by that point. So, you know, there's just talk at the playground or whatever. But um, even seeing the way that our country is headed as far as, you know, the curriculum being introduced in schools and how um, they're making it a common uh, topic of conversation. Man, even as early as kindergarten, I think yeah. they've been talking about, you know, um, introducing some, some curriculum that encourages kids to explore their, Identity and a lot of that tracing back to sexuality and just yeah. you think about that they're they're five and six year olds.
0: Yeah, I, re, I was reading just other article about one teacher that uh, was put on suspension. She might have lost her job because she wouldn't read certain books to her, you know, her kindergarten class that the school district wanted to mm-hmm. be read. Mm-hmm. And uh, those things really concern me. You know, it's interesting at the start he's talking about this saber, this smell. Uh, this fragrance of being in God's presence. Yeah. And, and in the same token, I've seen people that are exposed to this, and mm. it's like there's a smell about their life that's not the best. And uh, I, I hate to say this. I always hate it when I see it, but, you know, you'll see children sometimes, and you'll see their eyes and they won't have that, that innocence in their eyes. They won't have that sparkle in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And you know they've been exposed to something. And uh, I've dealt with so many issues where there's a stepdad, a stepmom, uh, where there's an older brother, older sister from a blended family or whatever. And, uh, you know, kids, you know, get violated sometimes at an early age. And I think Jesus talks about that, about mm-hmm. woe to that person that would cause a little one to stumble. And it's a hard thing for a child
1: to get out of their mind and, and get over it, yeah, you know? Yeah, So uh, absolutely. I mean, and I think that Paul's biggest calling here is just, I mean, he uses it a couple of times, you know. The, he started it off, uh, you know, his first verse with, be imitators of God as beloved children. You know, we're, we're called to yeah. imitate God. Um, but he also clarifies very clearly, right, in the next couple of words, what our identity is and it's beloved children of God, you know, and as such, we, we are called to a certain standard, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that, um, standard comes along with, I mean, he keeps going, let no one deceive you with empty words. Don't become partners with them. Look carefully then how you walk. I mean, just all over this passage, he's basically saying, Hey, be vigilant because if you're not, if your guard isn't up, if you're not aware, you can easily be dragged into, what culture is, you know, is saying is, is right and is fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting. You think about the historical and cultural context of where Paul was speaking from. Um, I mean, you know, Rome back then just was, you know, it was very, um, what, what's the word I'm looking um, for? scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> Scandalist,
0: sexually active. Yeah. I home. mean,
1: and it's just, it was just a common part of the culture, you know what I mean? And uh, unfortunately I really believe that we're not, so far removed from that. I think it's it's definitely pervaded uh so much of what yeah. we see.
0: Now you've mentioned, you know, you see it, you know, affecting kids as low as third grade, but you specifically work with junior high and senior high. What mm. are you seeing happen among our junior high and senior highs? Yeah. You know, what are you seeing yeah. taking place? Um
1: well, you know, I think <laughs> I think something that um again just in in conversations and things like that um it's it's so sad, but the reality of it is that anymore, you know, something that used to happen like in high school or maybe even until college age, by the time kids are in junior high, they're already addicted to pornography, you know? Wow. And by the time they're in high school, man, I've heard some, some stories just about, you know, the parties that that are going on and, and even just some of the sexual activities happening at those parties, um, threesomes, foursomes. And man, I mean, I think, uh, Man, we we probably should have started out the podcast by just a you know sensitive content yeah, yeah a, explicit yeah. warning but um, it's just a reality that I think we need to not shy away from I think when, this can be one of the taboo topics in, mm-hmm. in church but it's a reality that is facing mm-hmm. our people it's facing our kids um, and I think more than anything um, as Christians how do we, live in a culture, in a society where that is a very real thing. Um, I will say, I think that Paul called it out very well when he said that, you know, um, don't become partners with them. For one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of light, Uh, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. And using that word expose, um, I think it just naturally insinuates that a lot of this stuff is going on hidden. It's it's something that is not out in the open so much. It's not really talked about. And yet, you know what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is kind of where the enemy has most of his power, is when we decide to cover up, when we decide to hide um, and, and and kind of, have this mentality of, I mean, you you talk about a pornography addiction, and you know that you can kind of reason it away with, oh, it's a sexual sin, sure, but it's just one that affects me. I'm not really pulling anyone else into it. It's it's something that I can keep under wraps. It's not really going to affect others, and and that's just not true, you know, because yeah. that that starts to change and transform your mind and how you view other people and how you interact with them. Um, The Bible is full of those examples where, you know, what we put into ourselves is what our heart starts to become and eventually pour out.
0: Yeah. I always go to the mushroom analogy. I used to ride this bus for 45 minutes in Fort Lauderdale and go past these incredible houses. And I remember some morning you go past these houses and they had these immaculate yards. And then you come back that afternoon. I remember coming back one afternoon and they were covered with mushrooms. And it's like, Oh, they weren't here this morning. Where did they come from? Mm-hmm. And they had been growing under the soil. A mushroom does, you know, I don't know what percentage, but a large percentage uh, of its growth is under the soil, and then it pops up fully formed-like. And I think that's what happens. You know, you put these things in you, but they will sh- they will pop up and show up. And, like, mm-hmm. even as a junior high or senior high that might be addicted to porn or even as an adult, it begins to affect your marriage. It begins to affect your kids. Mm, uh, the mm. one area I've seen is thought patterns. Wow, it's like it's like a bullet in the brain, so to speak. It mm-hmm. just starts destroying thought patterns, and you know when you wake up, you're thinking about it. When you're going to bed, you're thinking about it. You know all the time, and all of a sudden, uh, you can't have some conversations with people. You see, they're out in the out there or, or, or sometimes you just watch men, men's eyes, or I guess women's eyes. And it's just like, everyone comes in, they're sizing them up. Yeah. And there's, you know, I remember we had a guy in our church years back that used to size of the women and kind of come on and And I, I approach him, you know, I'm a, I'm a pastor, but I also has a, have a staff and I just like, Hey, I'm, I'm a, you're not going to do that in this church. Mm. You're just not welcome to come in here and, you know, chase women, you know, and right. hit on women. And so uh, it does show up. It does show up. I, I wanted to ask, you know, just uh, just out of curiosity, you know, you are from South America. You know, your roots are.
1: Yes, it, yeah. Is, is this American. just
0: an American thing or down in Honduras nothing like this happens? Oh, or, you know, or, <laughs> no. That's
1: a, that's a great question, honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Man, I think that's a really good perspective to be seeking there, PV, because I think, honestly, this is not really just a uh, – an issue that is is only dealing with american culture i think this comes back it's a human condition mm-hmm. and i mean not even i mean i'm speaking from personally what you know i've heard from my parents and just in, even in my dad's upg- upbringing because yeah i mean my, i was born in honduras you know central america and but you know my parents really lived there they grew up there and even just you know the things that my dad would say um about how you know families that weren't believers man it was uh, almost like a rite of passage for fathers to take young men, their their sons, you know, and uh, around the age of fifteen, just take him to a, a a prostitute house to lose their virginity, to experience their first, um, and in that way, kind of like become a man, you know, quote unquote, that that rite of passage, um, and and I mean that's an example in Honduras, but I mean even in talking with. Um, the foreign exchange students that I went to high school with and, you know, just hearing about, they were coming from all sorts of countries from Europe and some of them from Asian countries and things like that. And just hearing about how, you know, um, they had already been exposed to a lot of that scene um, from the time that they were, you know, 13, 14. And um, just understanding that, I mean, even in Europe, I think it's just a little bit more, they're, they're a little bit more open about that. And it's, it's a more, it's an easier conversation to have. It's not so much, I think, here in America, because of our you know, family value foundation that the country started with, for sure, it's something that is not talked about. And yet, I think exactly because of that, it's going on within our younger generation, and they're afraid to tell parents. They're afraid to bring that up because of the shame or the disappointment or whatever it might bring you know it, does, it doesn't feel like that can be an open conversation that kids can ask these questions when they hear things going on if they, if they were exposed to it at school for example, it's like a um, I don't know it's like a big no-no <laughs> to bring yeah. it up uh, and and then they're just left you know with with what resources to to talk about you know so I think it's I think it's important for us to kind of start to understand they are being exposed to it and yeah. we would rather, you know, talk about this uh, topic with them from a biblical worldview, from a from a standpoint about what God has to say about that, than for them to just, you know, get all of their information from the internet, from their friends, from, you know, any other kind of source, you yeah. know.
0: And, you know, what we're saying, what we're sharing is probably, is just the tip of the iceberg. I think we would totally be shocked if we knew what was going on, what was taking place. One of the verses, and I alluded to it in the message, was the word greed is in context with this discussion. And the way it's formed is talking about that with a sexual addiction, it's like it keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper. The satisfaction is never satisfied. Mm -hmm. And what starts off maybe small gets, gets to a deeper level. And that's what sucks a lot of people in. And it's hard for people to break. But I, th- I think it's important maybe if we spend some time talking about where's freedom? Where do we find freedom? Absolutely. How, what can parents be doing? What can parents themselves be doing? Because it it, it is, you know, it takes out a lot of men. It takes out a lot of women. And uh, a large bulk of the counseling I've done through the years, a lot of, interaction with the police, a lot of interaction with, uh, district attorney, you know, just different lawsuits and everything. Uh, I just hate how much I've been involved in that and mm. it stem from these subjects and, and to see husbands walk on wives, wives walk on husbands, uh, wives walk on their own kids for these very, very reasons. And, uh, it's huge. What, what, what's our hope? You know, I yeah. mean, what do you see? Like you're watching kids and working with junior and senior highs, uh, what would you love to tell the parents?
1: Man, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's good. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I think you know, obviously, we spent we spent some a good amount of time kind of fleshing out what it is exactly that Paul is warning against here. And yet, in the same passage, in that same verse, um, you know, going down to verse uh, 19 or 18, you know. he's saying be filled with the spirit addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody to the lord with your heart giving thanks always for everything to god the father in the name of our lord jesus christ i mean paul gives that answer of how do you avoid this how do you walk in love how do you respond to a culture that's inundated saturated with you know um, sexual immorality and i think we just Keep coming back to God's word, and um, earlier in the in this uh, letter to the Ephesians, he was talking, you know, about putting off the old self, putting on that new self, and I think that it's just that same concept of the more we focused on we focus on Christ and becoming Christ like the easier the things of this world will fade away. You know, they they aren't ever going to go away. We're still living within the context of our broken world. And yet we can have that hope and that freedom from so many of these things that, you know, have their claws in our younger generation and in in so many people by focusing on Christ and just letting all of that fade away. And so, you know, you asked specifically, you know, to the parents, and I would just say, um, as uncomfortable as it might be. I think step 1 is just be willing to sit down with your kids and have an honest conversation about hey, what are you seeing at school or what what um I I realize that I might be out of touch with what's going on so I would just love to hear from you. What have you been exposed to when it comes to the topic of sexuality and things like that? You know, what where are you at? And because and, I'd love to talk with you about it and, and just see what God's word says about it and kind of bringing them back to an understanding of this is an okay thing to talk about. I would love for you to talk to me about that because I think that's the biggest thing I keep coming back to. So many uh, teenagers <coughs> find it difficult to talk to their parents. And some of that barrier comes from this, you know, um, presupposed, understanding of oh man I can't bring this up or it would just be awkward or I can't bring this up or it would be um, a disappointment or you know it would be it would shine a different light on me and I just want my parents to keep seeing me as their beloved precious child who you know is super innocent and um, man I I would just say like encourage that authenticity that transparency because um, you know parents have been given that that blessing of being yeah. responsible of overseeing the lives and the spiritual guidance of their children, and I think that a huge part of that is um, allowing them to be real with you about where they're at, and and being being quick to listen and slow mm. to speak. You know,
0: yeah. well, I'm I'm gonna kind of maybe go old school here. Um, I'm I'm kind of a preemptive, you know let's cut it off at the past. You know, let's, Mm. let's, you know, we're being invaded by army. Let's, let's make some plans in advance. And so, um, and you know, I, I know some great things about parenting that I learned after I raised my kids, you know, that's, (laughs) that's a hard thing. You know, you know, you look back and think I should have done this or I should have given more time to this. But, um, I, I think we idle time, you know, it's, it's not Mm. a, Biblical quote, people say idle time is the devil's workshop. Of course, that's Benjamin Franklin. But uh, but there are scriptures that probably would speak some about this idle time when you're sitting around. And kids have sometimes too much idle time. You know, it's like uh, it, it's something when our hands are doing something or we're busy, we don't have time to think or to get, get into trouble. And now it's just like uh, so many kids are raised by the TV or they're raised by the video games or, they're ra- or here's a phone. I think gosh, if I was a young parent, I would have a serious talk with my wife and with my kids that, man, you know, you're not going to get a smartphone till a certain age. And then it's going to come with restrictions and some guards. Or, Mm. uh, I I know we went through a period of time where we were just seeing commercials come across. This was years back that, you know, it was like, you know, quick, get the remote or whatever. And, um, (laughs) Uh, and so, uh, we, for about eight years, we did not have a TV feed and we'd watch Andy Griffith shows and, you know, stuff like that. You know, my kids, it's, it's interesting even to this day, they'll say that's their favorite show, mm-hmm. but uh, I think those are, our big things. And then know where our kids are at. Uh, I, I failed, you know, as I think as the kids got older and some of that, but, um, I, I, think we we've got to get some thought. To that give them uh, I even think about adults sometimes when we 're idle time. I think the story of David and Bathsheba was so telling it it starts out in the time when kings would go off to battle. Mm. David stayed home, yeah, and he's walking around looking off his porch, and he sees Bathsheba, mm. you know yeah and uh, and so he gets involved with Bathsheba, and of course, that talks so clearly about the collateral damage because when it was all said and done. David had Uzziah his, her his her husband right. killed. Yeah, you know, and just it just affected the entire kingdom. Mm-hmm. It opened up mm-hmm. the the whole family line to trouble. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, I, I, I I'm rattling, but I remember when I got out of college. I was young when I got out of college, and I had a, a job where I was making a lot of money. Everything's good, and uh, I inherited this junior high. Sunday school class of all things it drove me crazy I didn't know what I was doing and I always said it was a group of like 12 guys but as I found out later it was supposed to be a guys and girls group but the guys were so you know just so obnoxious no girls came to the junior (laughs) high Sunday school class and but that kept a check on me I remember you know thinking I'm gonna be in front of those junior high boys on Sunday morning and it made me take a clear examination of where I was Friday night or Saturday night yeah, yeah. and during the week. And those junior high boys, even though I was ministering to them, really probably protected my life from a lot of questionable things that I could have got into yeah. in those years. Yeah. And I think when we're doing something for God and we're we're in that mission, mm.
1: it, 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 it
0: helps us in those areas.
1: Yeah, and I think on the other side of that same coin, I think when we're um, actively involved in sexual sin and not combating it, you know, with the spirit, not, not actively struggling against and just deciding to say, no, I think when we're just willfully living in that sin, um, it turns us away from our faith. It starts to really put a strain on what we believe on, on our relationship with God, obviously, because it's, you know, pushing us, you know, it, it, it continues to just Make that divide, you know, that sin that divides us from God and 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 that relationship that He wants to have with us. Um, it just further exacerbates that, you know. And I mm-hmm. think, I mean, coming back to, I think a lot of this too um, comes from all humans are created with that need for intimacy, with that desire to to know and be known, you know. And I think that in uh, in our culture today. Um, I think we've just lost a little bit of an understanding of what inti- in intimacy really means and what it could mean. You know, I think that, um, I mean, especially thinking about the younger generation, you know, the the way that social media really runs their social lives and the way that they're they're always seeking how can I get the most amount of followers? What can I post that is going to get the most views? What is going to make me relevant? And I think at the really heart of it, it's the question. What is going to help me be known by others and help me know others? And so, um, man, I just think about that and, and think about even what you were saying about, you know, that uh, exhortation of parents. Like, um, I think there's a fine line walking that, you know, parents, we want to we want to give that um that freedom to our kids. We want to show them that we trust them. We want to give them that independence. Uh, but I think there's something to be said about you know that walking that line of of yes, independence, but it's it's guided independence. You know, it's it's allowing them to um, to take part, to have their own experiences, but also not failing to check back in with them. You know, you know, have those conversations about how was practice, or you know, what's going on with this situation with your friend, and you know, you know. Don't be afraid to be "quote unquote" nosy because it's really not being nosy; it's just being involved in your mm-hmm. kids' life. I, I think another
0: big issue, and I'm, I'm probably going to talk, you know, on the message too. This is uh, we're actually recording this before the message, right? But <laughs> uh, is is marriage itself? Uh, I think is huge in this equation uh, because it says sexual immorality. It has that immorality after that sexual thing. God created sex as something good, something very good absolutely you know in fact he encourages it He it's a, it's, it's a key part of that marriage covenant and in that there there's no, there's a there's a blessing and there's a grace, and there's a goodness uh, I, I, there was an Illinois I think a, a, a study done in Illinois about the they and I can't think of the other school that did it, but they found out that married people, were more sexually satisfied than someone that hey I'm going to get a divorce or you know have multiple women they are not as sexually satisfied as mm-hmm. in marriage but I think um, I think you know with our kids to teach that man God's got a mate for you there's a covenant this is a good thing uh, and that sex and marriage is is great and I think even Christy the following week is going to be talking about marriage. Uh, we're kind of that demonstration to our kids. And I think sometimes if they see mm. mom and dad just not enjoying life, just, you know, just aggravating each other, fussing with each other, not life-giving, and, and they witness that. Our marriages are, a good marriage is the best testimony for our kids, mm. One of, even in the area of sex, you know, you know, that, hey, there's a mate that, man, you're going to find, you know, Helpmate satisfaction in a future in that's going to grow you. You're going to grow them, and potential is going to come out of you. I think we have sold ourselves so short on marriage. Mm. Uh, I I remember some I was spoke at some big group, and and I was supposed to talk about marriage, and it was in light of all the different crazy different things happening in the state, and they were blaming different people. I says no. I think the Christians were to blame because we haven't represented what good marriages are, mm. you know. And I think that's a, a big deterrent that sometimes as parents we need to look at our marriage. And we've got to look at the stuff we're messing with and what we allow into the house that uh, and, uh, you know, and to be upfront with our kids. You know, mm-hmm. I think for parents sometimes to individually say, man, this is an area I messed up with. I want to protect you. This, this harm me or whatever, you know. That's
1: yeah. huge yeah well, man, I just kind of thinking about everything that we just read uh, uh, everything that we just talked about, I want to read from this passage one more time just as a as a exhortation you know as we wrap up our time because you know, we've talked about a lot of things and we've talked about a lot of uh, you know abstract concepts but also some practical advice and uh, man, I think the word of God says it best when when Paul says there in verse seven. Do not become partners with them, for at one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Therefore walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything, to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That spirit of thankfulness, you know, I think that's step yeah. one in combating what we're seeing in our world today.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Well, guys, we have appreciated this time with you. I, uh, Antonio, I'm always blessed with you. We work side by side up there in Shelbyville having the time of our life. Yeah. And I've been coming up there some with the high school and junior high. It's, the, I think, the funnest place, location to be. Yeah, yeah, for me, and uh, I think for those young people and those other volunteers, it's just it's just good, and uh, uh, we just want to leave that imprint, you know, of um, that God's got something really good Absolutely. for these kids, mm-hmm. and even in our marriages, God's got something really good. And I think even in our marriage, we need to stop and think. God for our incredible mates that he's blessed us with and it's just like it's a daily thing I know with I, I just thank God for my wife Lori and just appreciate her and I tell her that and I tell myself that that you know wake up you really got an incredible woman you know yeah. and uh, I, I always remember this one guy it, this is funny and this was before I got married and it always stood out to me he'd work construction in Atlanta Georgia and he said all the guys would be whistling and carrying on every time The girls were walking by. And so the guys really got on him. He says, You must be one of them strange guys because you're not whistling on all these women, you know? And he just made a statement. He says, Guys, I just want to listen to me real close. I just want to let you know I've got more woman than I can handle at home. She's my wife. And I'm so glad I have her. And I always thought that was really neat that he just, uh, even on the job, he realized that he had an incredible wife
1: and he was thankful for her.
0: Well, guys, we'll call that quits. And Antonio, let's, uh, let's have a great day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for tuning in, you guys.